You want to know how to get to the wealth that you desire? It's time for you to stand proud and tall and understand that you have to be their walking contradiction. Hey there, this is Patrice from patricewashington.com where we chase purpose, not money. Welcome back to the second week of the Summer Rewind series. I am super excited about this one, Be Their Walking Contradiction. Listen, I just listened to this again for the first time in probably over a year or so. Oh my gosh, it could not be more applicable to my life today. Oh, so applicable. So anyway, this whole Summer Rewind series was just about one, giving me an opportunity to just rest and recuperate from so much pushing through this first part of the year. But also we have so many more listeners as we are quickly approaching the 3 million download mark. Woo woo. And so these are some of my favorite solo episodes that help me get unstuck and move forward. And I just felt like because of the year that we've had, the, it's only been six months, but woo, it feels like a year um, that we've had. If you're feeling stuck, if you're just... Uh, feeling like just there's a lot going on. These are the types of messages that encourage me and I hope they encourage you. So other thing is, if you're brand new to redefining wealth as a whole, you need to know that in this community, we believe that wealth is so much more than just money and material possessions. We believe in the original 12th century definition of wealth, which was the condition of well-being. And so if you want to understand the six pillars of wealth and how we connect all the pieces of life that impact our finances and money, even when we don't think they are, then head to patricewashington.com forward slash start here. You'll get a free audio training and uh, it'll walk you through how to assess where you need to begin on this journey. But for anyone who has been through something, this is for you. Listen in to one of my favorite episodes, Be Their Walking Contradiction. This message on Be There Walking Contradiction was actually a divine download. And so I am bursting at the seams to get this out. And I ask you to bear with me because it's one of those things where I recognized that I had just never heard it this way before. And as you know, we're all a sum total of our experiences and different things that we've heard over the years. And so there are some times when I can clearly connect a thought, a feeling, a belief that I have with something that I've heard over my 20 years really focused on personal development. But this is one of those that it was truly divine. It was truly divine. And if you've ever had that aha moment in the shower or you were awakened out of your sleep with this flood of ideas or something just really hit you in the spirit, then you understand what I'm saying. Now, this came to me, this idea of be there walking contradiction. A couple weeks ago when I was on vacation in the gym by myself as usual, because you people do not go to the gym when you vacation, get it together. <laughs> so I'm always in the gym by myself. And I got a chance where, you know, you kind of just glance at yourself. I glanced at myself and I had, I had a moment. I legitimately had a moment where I said, I'm proud of you. Because I am the walking contradiction in my family. You see, 
a lot of women in my family by this age have been diagnosed with high blood pressure or diabetes or they're obese or overweight. And so I was told as a younger person, even though I was kind of real thin wearing extra clothes to look like I had a little little something back there and stuff and look a little thicker, that I would probably be overweight by 30. And so I'm 37 now and I had to give myself that little nod like, you know what, girl, I'm proud of you. And something dropped in my spirit and it was like, you're the walking contradiction. You're the walking contradiction. And then, you know, I'm working out, but things just keep flooding me. I keep having these thoughts and I keep seeing all these words flash before me. And if you have ever had this type of, you know, I call it divine download, then you know exactly what I'm saying. Where you're minding your business. (laughs) And all of a sudden, for me, it looks like visions flashes of words. And I just was feeling all these things. And I was seeing myself at different times in my life and how as I stand here today as a best-selling author and this podcaster and media personality and looking at all the things that I've done, that I am a walking contradiction in so many ways. But let me tell you how this ties into wealth because I need you to stay with me. Many of us Become paralyzed when it's time to move forward and use our story, use our past, use our experiences to build a platform because the shame of some of that stuff, the guilt, the embarrassment that has happened in our lives will keep us from moving forward. It'll keep us from moving forward. Let me say it again, because I also know that there are many times that I almost held myself back from being who I am today. So I want to say that again. You may be paralyzed right now from moving forward and using your story to build a platform that is going to lead you to the wealth that you desire because you are ashamed of some stuff that has gone down in your past and is keeping you from standing up and standing out. Every time you get ready to stand up and do something, you talk yourself out of it or you have a hater from your past who knows what you did in 1988. They saw how you were wilding out in 1996. They know what you went through in 2007. And so every time you even utter a word about making the transition and the jump, they poke at you and they probe and they pose questions that make you second guess if you are ready to be released. Or better yet, they come to make sure you don't even believe you have the right to be released. You don't have the right to stand up. You don't have the right to stand out. You don't have the right to speak out every time. And I know what that's like because I've been there. I know what it's like. And so when I say that I caught a glimpse of myself and what dropped in my spirit is that I was a walking contradiction, man, that's what I mean. When I can stand on stages or crack this mic and say that I've been a best-selling author. I am a best-selling author working on my fifth book now and that I've been on stages with 10,000 people and that I've coached women into starting their businesses using their God-given gifts and, and to see them out there in social media doing their thing. And when I look at my life, all I can think of sometimes is how, <laughs> How is this possible? 
How am I here? How am I able? And here at Redefining Wealth, you know that the fourth pillar is the faith pillar. It's about believing in something greater, but it's also about understanding that nothing in life has happened to you. It's happened for you. But when we believe that it's happened to us, we fall into this trap of shaming ourselves or allowing other people to shame us into being quiet, into playing small, into pretending that our gifts are insignificant. You want to know how to get to the wealth that you desire? It's time for you to stand proud and tall and understand that you have to be their walking contradiction. You have to be their walking contradiction. Now, I put a couple weeks ago on Instagram, I did a little video, which I never do. It was well-received though, so I'm glad that I did it. It was just in my spirit. And as usual, I was driving to the gym and it hit me and I was thinking about how much I've been reading for the podcast. And what I love about this podcast, if you don't know this, you'll come to know that when I invite a guest to share their experience, if they have a book, I read that book cover to cover, no less than 70% of the book before I will get on an interview with anyone. And that is because I make it a point to really deliver a different conversation with these guests than you can hear anywhere else. And so most people don't make the time to read. And so it makes the conversation very cookie cutter and vanilla. And so, you know, we like to add sprinkles and a little jazz. And so when I dig into the crevices of the book to really get to know the person, then we can have a richer conversation. And I love that it's forcing me to read three and four books a month in order to keep up. But what I was sharing on Instagram is what I love about books is that you got to read all the way to the end to really understand the person, like to really get the gist of the story. And a lot of times we will open up to a chapter and think that based on that chapter, we know the outcome of someone's life. We think that we know the entire story. If someone would have met you at 21, they would have thought they had you pegged. If someone would have met me at 27 when I was sleeping on my brother's couch because my business had gone belly up, they may have thought that they knew the entire story. But what I love about my faith is that it teaches me the power of a plot twist. Ooh. It teaches me the power of a plot twist, which means that even though what they read in some of those chapters are factual, there is still an opportunity for that thing to turn out completely different than anyone is expecting. And so... That is how we are the walking contradiction. We embrace that plot twist. And what was flashing before me when I was in the gym, I'm telling you guys, I had to take my phone out and start jotting some of this down. I didn't want to lose it. But there were three words that kept flashing. Fact, fiction, contradiction. Fact, fiction, contradiction. My pastor was saying something one day. He said, a lot of us may feel like we have enemies and people who say negative things about us. I know I've shared with you guys openly that that has been my experience most recently in the last year and a half or so. And they're lies. And I've taught you that the reason we don't listen to the lies of our enemies is because we know what is versus what ifs. 
If you want to hear about that, it's really good. Check out the episode called Bless Thy Enemy. But when you know what is, you don't have to be distracted or deterred by the what ifs of your haters, of your enemies. But my pastor brought up a great point a couple of weeks ago. And he said, the problem is what they're saying is true. <laughs> what they're saying about you is true. It is a fact. And that's the thing that gets some of us. Now, if you've been rocking with me, you know how to get past the what ifs. You know that if it's not true, whatever, I'm not going to let you distract me or take me off my destiny. But what if what they're saying is true? Then what? And what was flashing before me was fact, fiction, contradiction. Fact, fiction, contradiction. So I want to give you three things to think about as you settle with this idea of being their walking contradiction. I want to give you three things to think about. And the first one is accept the facts. The reality is your story is your story. What you've been through is what you've been through. And there is nothing you can do to go back and change it. There are no time machines that I'm aware of that give us the ability to go back to our younger self, our 20s, our 30s, our 40s, our 50s, whatever that is for you, and change not one moment in time. So you have to accept the facts for what they are. One of the things that I learned when I came out on Fox News and shared for the first time on national television, it was on Fox News, that I had filed bankruptcy. I also, around the same time, had been profiled in a two or three page spread with a huge picture of myself and my family in the New York Post, also sharing about bankruptcy. And the reason I decided to come out and share my own story openly is because there were people who knew intimate details about that whole experience and were threatening to expose that. As much as I had started doing the work that I was doing and I was helping other people. And if you spoke to me intimately or if you met me in person or I was at an event where I spoke one-on-one or I spoke to the masses, I didn't have a problem saying it. I had just never said it in media. I had never said it to the millions of listeners on the nationally syndicated radio segment that I had. And I had never said it on national television, although I had been on television many times. Now I will say this. I also was never asked. Those things are usually scripted and you know what your talking points are. And I also was never asked about it. So it didn't occur to me that I needed to really, really say something because I had said it from the stage. But the people who were trying to hold that over my head, it was like, I can't run from that. It is a fact. And I have to accept that that is a part of my story. But I always tell people it's also I was always passionate about financial education back in the day. But going through such humbling times, going from a seven-figure business to scraping up change, foreclosing on my homes, having my cars voluntarily repossessed, going through all of that and having to struggle to figure out how to pay bills, you want to talk about compassion? I wouldn't be who I am today. I couldn't serve you the way that I do had I not gone through that experience. So the facts were the facts. It is what it is. 
but it's the story that was used in order for me to have the testimony that I have and in order for me to relate to people the way that I do. Now, what I've had to accept is if you don't like that fact about me, guess what? You're still going to be served because there are thousands of other people who talk about personal finance and you will be able to be served in the way that feels good for you and no love lost. I just want you to win. I don't care if you do it with me or one of my other sister friends or brother friends in this movement. I don't care. I just want you to get served. But I first had to accept the facts and take control of the fact that my story is my story and I can't change it and neither can anyone else. So what good is it to be ashamed of it? What good is it to be embarrassed and feel guilty about it? It is what it is. It is what it is. Now I'm a different person. I'm older, I'm wiser, I'm more mature. And I would not make many of the real estate decisions that I made back then. And my debt was primarily real estate. I owned 13 pieces of property and I was completely over leveraged, completely over my head. And I was also a girl from South Central Los Angeles who grew up in an apartment. And I really wanted my whole life and I wanted to be an owner. I just didn't have the wisdom yet to seek mentorship so that I would do it wisely. And the truth is, that is what it is. And it's why Seek Wisdom Find Wealth, my company, was born. Because it's why my Instagram handle is Seek Wisdom PCW. That experience has taught me to seek wisdom, not just knowledge. I'm good with book smarts. I need wisdom knowing when and how to apply it. And so I had to learn for myself to accept the facts. Next, fiction kept flashing before me. And what I was shown in this download was that we have to reject the fiction. Now, you know that I am big on defining things and not just for the surface level definitions, not the first thing that pops up when you search X word define on Google. I like to go to the third, fourth, fifth, sixth, seventh definition if I have to, to really get an understanding of what that means as it relates to where I am in that space and time. And so I went to the fourth definition of fiction and it's deep. (laughs) It's deep. Listen to this. A belief or statement that is false, but that is often held to be true because it is expedient to do so. Woo. I got to give that to you again. A belief or statement that is false, not true not facts, a belief or statement that is false, but that is often held to be true because it is expedient to do so. Let me tell you, based on the facts that you need to accept about your life and where you've been, there are people, if not yourself, playing mind games, but there are people outside of you who can't wait to spin that into lies and tell some tall tales and turn it and twist it into a whole bunch of other stuff because it's easier to accept if people know anything about the facts of who you are and where you've been. It's easier to accept it. It makes sense based on the facts. It appears to be logical. It appears to be plausible, even though it's a lie from the pits of hell. And it's one thing when It's being told about you and other people believe it, but it's a whole nother thing when you start to believe it and you let it stop you from walking into the wealth that you have predestined for you. 
that's a whole nother ball game. And I can tell you that what I experienced was people who would say, and these are not people who even knew me personally, but people who would say things I would see. I stopped reading blog comments <laughs> when I used to blog for Black Enterprise and Hello Beautiful and Huffington Post and all these places. I learned to stop reading comments because people would learn little bits and pieces and tidbits and create a whole story and narrative that they knew nothing about. And I had to learn to reject that fiction. I can accept the fact of where I've been and what I have survived and so thankful to be a survivor on so many tips. Oh my gosh. In each one of these pillars, I can tell you stories about things that I've survived. But I can accept the things that I've done, the good, the bad, the ugly, the trials, the triumphs, the ups, the downs, the ins, the outs. From the pit to the palace, man, I have seen some stuff in my short 37 years. I start staying short after 35 because, you know, I'm trying to hold on. (laughs) But I have seen some things. I have experienced some things. And I can accept the fact that this happened because I've learned to embrace these things as things that have happened for me and not just to me. And so that means I can accept the fact, but I've had to learn to reject the fiction, the fiction that I create in my own mind, the fiction that would say, well, who's going to listen to you if you filed bankruptcy? Who's going to buy your books if you have filed bankruptcy? Who's going to think that you're wise about anything if you have done this? Who's going to, how are they, why would they? Because the fiction says, Uh, The fiction says, but it could be true because it's expedient to do so. It takes more time to talk yourself out of all that crazy. It takes more work, more therapy, more self-discipline, more affirmations, more declarations, more meditation, more prayer, more being still. It takes work on your part to help you reject the fiction that you have concocted based on the facts of your past. And a lot of us don't want to do the work. And so those ideas, those thoughts, those feelings creep up and we let them take the heck over. We let it stop us before we even start. Or we start it, but then we're too ashamed to tell anybody that is there. How many of you right now are scared to promote yourself because of imposter syndrome? You're like, I know I'm kind of good at this, but if they find out that, they're not going to want to play with me. And I'm here as your walking contradiction. I just said I filed bankruptcy 19 times in this episode and you still happen to be listening. If you made it this far, you're still listening. Those of you who were around when that New York Post article came out, it was both in the paper and online, or you saw that Fox News clip, or you've heard me say it on the stage, you've heard me say it on the podcast, you've heard me, you know, talk about it in different venues, you're still here. So all the times that my brain was trying to say, but who's going to listen? You are. Because you still understand that although that is a fact and it did happen, it happened for me to be who I need to be for you. And if you can accept me and all my flaws. If you can accept me 
in everything that I've been through and you still trust that I have your best interest at heart and I want nothing but the best for you. And I'm going to tell you the truth and I'm going to share with you everything that has helped me redefine wealth and rebuild my life. If you trust me, then somebody trusts you. You have to reject the fiction. Whatever you are telling yourself, whatever you are allowing other people to tell you is false. And the only reason it's held to be true is because you're allowing it to be that way. You're walking around with your head down, too afraid, too ashamed, too embarrassed to stand up and walk into the purpose and the life and the destiny and the vision and the dreams that you know have your name on it. So first is accept the facts. They are what they are. Reject the fiction. Reject the fiction. And when you do those two things, I believe that you will become their walking contradiction. Walking contradiction. When you look at the facts of who you are, where you've been, what you've done, what experiences you've had, and you look at the fiction, (laughs) the plausible outcome, Based on the facts, it makes sense. But those two things are actually opposing. They don't go together. They're on the opposite sides of what this thing should be. Then you get to be the walking contradiction. You become inconsistent with what they said about you. Inconsistent with what they think about you. Inconsistent with the thoughts that you've concocted about yourself. Inconsistent. The goal should be to be their walking contradiction. And if you're not worried about them, be your own walking contradiction. But I understand that it is not plausible for me to be known as a personal finance expert. I understand that it isn't logical for me to have several best-selling books. I understand that you should not be able to walk into Barnes and Nobles and see me on anybody's shelf in the personal finance section. (laughs) I understand that this episode getting tens of thousands of downloads each and every week makes absolutely no sense based on the facts of who I am, where I come from, the family I grew up in, what I was exposed to, the mistakes I made, the flaws I was born with that I'm still trying to walk work through. It doesn't make sense. It doesn't make sense for my husband and I to be walking into 11 years of marriage based on the things that we've done to each other, the things that we've said to each other, the times that I was Googling for apartments. You guys always like when I say that. (laughs) The times when we both were like, maybe we should part ways now before this gets real bad. It doesn't make sense for us to be in the happiest, most loving, most intimate space that we have ever been in. Pre-marriage, beginning of the marriage, mid-marriage, we are the best version of husband and wife that we have ever been. And for people who know the facts, they want to share fiction because it's plausible. But what I love is that I believe (laughs) my faith has made me so illogical. It's made me irrational. It's made me not look at two plus two equaling four. (laughs) In my world, three plus three might equal four. Just depends on the day. It doesn't make sense, but that's the beauty of it. 
That's the beauty of being the walking contradiction. When people told me when I was younger that I would be heavy set by 30, that that's just what we do, diabetes and high blood pressure, and I'm here on no medication. I'm in the best health I've ever been in. I just started going to a new gym, doing a hardcore, (laughs) these hardcore boot camps with my husband. Like I am in the best shape and I am the healthiest and happiest I have ever been. And I could tell you that some of the things that I've been through in the last two or three years don't line up for me being here with you right now in this way. But I'm the walking contradiction. I'm the walking contradiction. And my question for you is, are you ready to embrace being the walking contradiction? You are the complete opposite of what they said about you, what you have believed about you. Being the walking contradiction for me is one of those things, again, I look in the mirror and I'm finally at a place in my late 30s where I can embrace all of who I am, the flaws, the faults. Now I'm still doing my work. I'm still in therapy. I'm still in couples therapy. I'm still constantly doing the work. I'm still praying. I'm still meditating. I'm still doing my devotionals. I'm still doing all of those things. But To be at a place now where I can look at those flaws and still say, you're beautiful and I love you. I'm proud of you. You better get it, girl. (laughs) You better get it, girl. That's what I say before I speak in the mirror. You better get it, girl. I know that it's not logical. I know that it's not rational. I know that it's not plausible. But it is what it is. This is what is. There's no what ifs. You don't have to wonder about, (laughs) am I still going to be here doing this? This is what I feel called to do. This is what I believe I was led to do. And this is what it is, no matter what they say, no matter what they believe. I'm the walking contradiction. And to tie this all up, I'm going to tell you now how deep this is. (laughs) I used to always say, oh my gosh, I can't tell people this stuff. They're going to think that I make it up. It's crazy, but I'm going to tell you how deep this really is. So the same day that I was having this whole thing, fact, fiction, contradiction, and it just kept coming up, it kept coming up, it kept coming up. That evening, we were driving away from the hotel to go get something to eat. And a song by Janelle Monet came on and it's called, I Like That. Now, I've never really been a big fan or follower, to be honest. I think she's a super cute girl and talented, but just wasn't a fan. But the song comes on and I have to read you the first verse. And this is when I knew that I needed to record this episode for you. And if it were not for copywriting challenges, I would have tried to put (laughs) a snippet of this song in here, but go find it. It's called, I Like That. There are some choice lyrics, so don't get beside yourself. But These lyrics, sometimes a mystery, sometimes I'm free, depending on my mood or my attitude. Sometimes I want to roll or stay at home. Walking contradiction, guess I'm factual and fiction. You know, I screamed, you know, I screamed, you know, I had to pull it up because I thought that I was still hearing things (laughs) and I was making it up. First verse, walking contradiction Guess I'm factual and fiction. 
Now, I don't know what she meant, but I know what my divine download was earlier that day in the gym. And that's what I just shared with you. It's time for us to accept the facts. They are what they are. They are what they are. Reject the fiction and embrace being their walking contradiction. Okay, didn't I tell you? Oh, I had to listen to it again, like another time, preaching to myself. This was so good. So plot twist, the power of the plot twist, right? So relevant right now. For some people, you know, 2020 is canceled, like canceled, dead, not coming back. Purpose has been postponed, all that stuff. But you still have an opportunity to turn this year around. No matter what the facts are, right, that doesn't define what is possible for the duration of this year. You still have an opportunity to go hard these next six months, however that looks. And be clear, I'm in a season of contentment right now. So when I say hard, it's not about a heavy push. It's just about being laser focused and intentional. And that might be including, you know, this idea of accepting the facts Right. But allowing yourself to reject the fiction. Nobody else gets to dictate or narrate what this season looks like for you. Nobody else gets to do that. Right. You have the power to do that. You have the ability to be their walking contradiction. This is for me as well. Right. No matter what the scenario is, what the story is, none of these things have happened to us. They are happening for us. At every step of the way, we have the ability to look for the lesson or the blessing. It is not up to anyone else to define how we're going to interpret whatever our experience is. 2020 has brought so much to light, right? Like so many things have come to the surface. There's just been, you know, one thing after another. And still you get to define for yourself. For some people, this is going to be the worst year of their lives. And for some people, this is still going to be the best year of their life. I don't know where that fits for you, right? I think that as you look at different pillars and different areas, you know, some areas it'll feel like a 10. uh, In other areas, you'll feel like a one. Some pillars, you'll feel like a five. But it's up to you to determine what is necessary for you to just move each one closer to that 10 for you, not for anybody else, but for you. So commit to being their walking contradiction, whatever that looks like for you and hang in there. We still got, you know, five and a half months left in this year and anything is possible. I believe when we believe so. Join us in the Facebook group. Come to the Redefining Wealth community with Patrice Washington, completely free. It's a safe space to unpack all of this and just get support, encouragement, share. It's just a great group, international group of amazing purpose chasers. Let's discuss this episode. I would love to discuss what you took away. And that's it for me. So I'll see you next week for another Summer Rewind solo episode. Until next time, I want you to go live your life's purpose, find fulfillment, and earn more without ever chasing money. Talk to you later.